this is a very special hunt for you. Just, you know, staring at those pictures going, man, is he big enough? He really had to rely upon Onyx uh, hunt. It, the weather's bipolar. Couldn't turn up a deer to save her life. Or, uh, he just tapes him, like, super fast, and he, like, pulls him up at 186 right away. So I'm like, all right, I'll take it. All right, guys, we're back with another episode of Let's Assess. Thanks for tuning in. It's uh, BC and AJ, and we're back with another episode. So before I get into it, uh, if you're watching this on a podcast platform, please leave us a review. It's going to help us grow and help us uh, reach more people and help more people. We appreciate it. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you uh, get down in the comments and say whatever you want. Hey, do whatever you want. So today we are going to talk about uh, AJ's hunt that that uh, is quite interesting. And uh, we got back today. I was out riding the razor, so I'm caked in dust. And uh, AJ texted me. He's like, dude, I think we should shoot one tonight. So we're grinding late for you guys. And uh, we're going to tell you a good story here with AJ's AJ's hunt. So, Yeah, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode here. We're going to talk about my hunt. Um, it was in Unit 10 here in Colorado, which is uh, in the northwest corner, uh, one of the trophy units. It was a limited um, license draw hunt. I saved points from 12 years, up, years old up until I drew it. And um, when I drew it, I think I had 13 or 12 points I think so uh that was you know a pretty good weight for that tag and it was a pretty awesome unit I was really looking forward to it I ended up hunting its second season so that was like with its season dates changing it was I want to say end of October early November so mule deer were just starting to rut and uh, yeah we were hunting mule deer out here so um you know my goal was you know obviously the biggest biggest buck I could find and it was I don't, don't want to say like 180 inch or bust, but it was like, man, I really, really wanted a 180 plus buck out of there. Just as good as the unit was and what I expected, you know, waiting that many years for out of the hunt other than just a good experience. So we started off um, early in the summer doing a little bit of scouting. Um, I remember it was late, late in the fall and me and two other buddies drove out there and one evening, just a random evening during the week, and we saw like three bucks that were, you know, well over 180 and really good bucks. So we this was like, in the middle of the summer. Yeah, middle of summer. Like, well, shoot, probably, you know, even early October, maybe, maybe late September. So, so before you, before you, I mean, obviously, this isn't just a normal hunt. This is like, well, this is a very special hunt for you. Yeah. So, so what, how is it different from, just hunting the same place you always do. Like, what are your, what did you do when it comes to like e scouting? Did you do any e scouting, or how do you go about that? Or did like for the people that can't just go out and look at their unit, you know, they they don't live around here. What do you, what would you recommend? Yeah, so I mean, this was kind of a really really unique hunt for me in that aspect because I never had hunted Unit Ten. My dad had never hunted Unit Ten, and uh, you know, I really had to rely upon Onyx uh, hunt. And that's where, you know, I found a bunch of springs. It was a really, really dry year. A lot of the ponds didn't have water in them. So we were like looking for certain springs on different mountains, um, you know, different places we can hike into, places we could drive the ranger by, you know, just check for, you know, movement of deer. So I, you really used Onyx Hunt. You know, that was, uh, you know, you could zoom in, you could go into the 3D mode, et cetera, and just see the different 
different faces and something I really look for is like cliff features. Cause you know, those big bucks, they like to, they don't like to be like down in a draw or anything like that. They want to be up on a cliff and be able to see their surroundings and around. So, you know, look for some like maybe cliff features over some big sagebrush flats. Um, obviously there's no exception for that time of the year other than just finding does. So I knew, you know, getting out there and just finding does was what we had to do as soon as we were hunting. But I'm not even a big scouter. Like I don't like going out there and spending a ton of money scouting. I don't believe in it because I've never really had a big success on like finding an animal scouting and then actually killing that animal. It doesn't matter elk deer, whatever. So I was, you know, I really like the e-scouting and just finding water is my biggest thing. You know, if you got water, you're going to have animals no matter what. And then just, you know, certain terrain pieces, you know, like I know I was looking for those cliff areas and then, also just looking for, you know, deer habitat. So maybe some brushes, you know, some oak brush, some, uh, I think it's sarvis berry brush or something like that. You know, the deer just, they're a browser. They eat brush. They don't eat necessarily grass or anything like that. So water brush and maybe some cliff areas. And I knew we'd be in a decent, decent area. So I had a couple of those locations found, you know, and that, that was, you know, good e-scouting there. But mainly we just went into it blind, you know. We, I mean, I, I spent one, no, maybe two, two nights out there before season actually looking. And then... Uh, that, you know, dude, that's not what I hear most of the time. These people are like, I scouted for eight weeks every single day, day and night to find, you know, before I got my trophy tag. Yeah, you know, and that's exactly, you know, I think so many people put so much effort in it. And then, I mean, if you're enjoying the process, I believe it, do it, you know. Mm-hmm. But like me... I work so much that time of the year that it's like, man, I got to get this done so I can go hunt for that week or whatever. I want when I have that pot or tag in my pocket, I want to hunt at that point. So that's when I really focus my time. And um, so kind of get back to it there. You know, we did a little e scouting, went out there that night with uh, my two buddies, saw some really really nice bucks. That got me super excited. I was like, oh man, oh, this bet. is gonna be good. You know, like this. and and before you go any further, you were rifle hunting, rifle hunting. Yeah. Yep, yep, rifle hunting. So. It was, you know, the general second season for Colorado. So it's, you know, rifle tag. Um, there had already been, obviously, archery and muzzleloader hunters out there. So, you know, maybe a couple of those bucks that I had saw might have got taken out at that point. Um, so I knew that. But with it being a limited draw area, there really could have only been, I think it was like 60 or taken. So six year taken per year yes well six deer in archery and muzzleloader alone so then then i think there was 10 tags or 12 tags something like that for second season rifle so you know very limited deer getting killed out there but um with that being the case i knew not a ton of the big bucks you know could have even possibly gotten killed so you know had a stood a good chance and knew we stood a good chance so we we uh set up out there I want to say the day before or maybe two days before the hunt, we got out there, me and my dad, and started doing some, you know, just driving around, seeing where we were seeing some does, um, located a good amount of does in some places and was like, all right, we'll just keep hitting these, hitting these. And then uh, we were on our way out of there and we actually saw this buck like coming into water at one of the watering holes I had found. And uh, he was probably like a 170 buck. He was a pretty nice buck. You know, he was just a plain four by four, good brow tines, and uh really nice buck and i i told my dad i was like man if he's there in the morning i don't know i might have to shoot him you so you said this is a night before the season night opened. before season yep. yeah and um so you, i'm sure you got a really good night's of sleep thinking oh, about that yeah real real great you know i i took pictures of him and then of course you know we got back to camp and 
just, you know, staring at those pictures going, man, is he big enough? You know, I'm trying to make him grow. I'm really bad about just like staring at a picture like, yeah, we can make him work, you know, (laughs) even though he's never got bigger, you know, the whole time. But so he's a good buck. And that was, you know, just a good little, you know, just like you said, they're making us sleep at night knowing there's a good buck out there. And Mm -hmm. we, uh, we camped in an area that we thought, like I did some scouting, you know, e-scout and stuff and we went out there one time and saw this area and I was like, man, there's going to be good deer in here. So we set up camp there and uh, where we had saw this other buck was probably 15 miles from camp. And so that opening morning, we were actually weren't even going to go chase that buck because I decided like, okay, he's a nice buck, but not first day buck, right? Like I got too much time into this to shoot him. So we started hunting right there near camp and um, it was, it was just crazy because we thought for sure there was going to be deer in this area. And we didn't see a deer one the first day. Like, I don't know how many miles we, we didn't really hike much. We were just trying to find some deer. So we were in the ranger and we were just cruising around trying to like locate some deer and we just couldn't find a deer to save our life. So, you know, here we are camped in this area, the, the unit, the unit's pretty big and just couldn't, couldn't turn up a deer to save our life. We're like, oh crap, you know, what are we going to do? So we're like, next day we're going to go back over. We saw that other buck. There's deer there. We'll, we'll figure it out from there. So uh, we got into it, and I didn't want to say probably the first three days we spent over in that, or I guess the first day we were at the where there was no deer, and then the next three days we were looking um, in that other area, and we just weren't finding, you know, that next bigger buck than that 170 buck. We found a ton of deer and a bunch of good, good water holes, a bunch of good brush, you know. I mean, everything they needed, they just weren't the big bucks, and ran into a couple other guys, was talking with them. They were also looking for, you know, the bigger buck that they could find. And then they, they weren't having any luck either. So we were actually thinking about, you know, trying some different areas. So we didn't really pack up camp. We just figured we'd drive a little bit more and uh, went to bed that night. And we weren't staying in a camper. We just had a enclosed snowmobile trailer, so no insulation, nothing, you know, just some cots on it, easy. Just get out of the, the weather, essentially. And we woke up in the middle of the night and it was just getting cold. And we're like, man, the teeter's not really keeping up. You know, it's early November, it's starting to get there. And by the time we woke up, we had negative 20. And, and you know, what time? You, what? It, it was like late October, early November, you know, and like second season. It's just not really. It was 20 degrees. No, negative 20. Negative 20? Negative 20, yeah. So we we were freezing in the trailer. We had a, I remember we had a five gallon like water pail just for doing dishes it was frozen solid just sitting on the floor. So we're freezing cold. We get, so we get up, we like grab some breakfast, we get in the truck and we're like, man, I guess we're going to go hunt today. Right. So we didn't take the ranger that day. Way this too is cold. why you archery hunt. Yeah, you? exactly. Way warmer, way nicer, <laughs> yeah. you know? And like, I don't know how many years before second season I've like hunted and you're like in a t-shirt and like shorts almost, you know, and you're like yeah. just dying. And the days before were super nice. So it's like super cold. And Dude, then, I hate that though. Like in Colorado, like everyone makes fun of this, but it the weather's bipolar, dude. Oh yeah. Like last year in archery season, we had one weekend. I swear to God, our thermometer, yeah, the temperature gauge, whatever, <laughs> the temperature gauge said 115 degrees in my truck. Oh my god, out yeah. there. Yeah. And the next weekend, it was 30 degrees. See what a, I mean? That's such a wild temperature. Scene. Yeah. Like you know, people like online insane. will be like, um. 100 degree swing. Well, yeah. And it's like, people will be like, um, what do I wear for archery season? I'm like, well, you better have like 
stuff like you're going into the Iraq desert and then you need to have stuff like you're in like a snowstorm. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> I mean, you know, luckily that's how we were like set up because we always just have all our stuff with us. But yeah. exactly. I mean, Colorado, you just never know what you're going to get thrown at. We didn't expect negative 20 by any means. And like no weather was showing it. Like they were showing it to get cooler, but not that. So, yeah, so we, you know, you just tough it out. You figure it out. I mean, you got, I think it was like nine days to get it done anyway. You're like, well, we got to figure it out. So, we uh we started hunting that day and we uh decided that getting out of the truck probably wasn't going to happen so we uh <laughs> did a little bit of road hunting you know seeing if we could locate some new deer in some different areas we hadn't been yet and uh really it it was kind of wild cuz it warmed up and like a layer of fog moved in and we couldn't see anything hardly and we were actually like trying to really struggling to see some deer, see some deer. And we we're like, well, it's warming up. Maybe we need to, you know, maybe do a little hike or something. So we looked at a place to go hiking. We like drive over to it, get out of the truck, start getting ready. And it just starts snowing. I mean, complete blizzard. And like that fog was just like that moisture coming in. It seemed like, and like that fog rolled through and then all of a sudden it just started dumping. And throughout that day, we probably got a foot of snow that day. So I want to say it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. We like maybe hiked a half a mile and was like, yeah, we're not doing this. It ain't worth it. You know, we're not, you're not going to see a deer. They're bedded up. They were, you know, you couldn't see good enough. Your binoculars kept getting snowed on. Like it just wasn't worth it. So we, we got back to the truck and we we're like, you know, as cold as it was last night, let's run home because we were, I don't want to say two hours from, from home. You want to like, get the snowmobiles? No, I wish, man. We should have. Yeah. I, I got another hunt we'll have to talk about where we should have took the snowmobiles. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, we we decided let's go home, get a shower, maybe eat a hot meal. You know, called called my mom and was like, yeah, get us something warm cooked up for dinner. Yeah. We headed in early. Like, well, we'll <clears> gather our, our stuff together and we'll head back out in the morning early. So, thank goodness we did because it dumped another foot of snow, and the storm was plumb through there. We uh, had three foot drifts. We couldn't even hardly get to our camp. Like we were it chained up trying to get to camp. Finally, we left the trailer out. We there. left the trailer out there. Yep. So, got got out there and um, was like, well, yes, you know, the weather was it broke. It was clear. It was decent. So we're like, well, let's go do some hunting. And uh, since that storm had moved out of there, you know, and the way these storms roll through Colorado, as soon as the storm's out and it gets clear, it gets cold again. And it was like setting into winter, it seemed like. And we were right there back. I think it was negative 17 that day and just miserable cold. So I remember we were driving around again because we were like, well, we ain't hiking much again today. Yeah. So we were back in some of that new area again. And I just remember seeing these three does bedded down. And I mean, they had so much snow just on their head and their back. Like they had not moved. It was just such a shock to their system, I think, you know, because the day before we were in t-shirts and then boom, it was so cold and then snow and then cold again. And it was three days there that we stayed in like barely above zero though, even, even during the day. And, uh, yeah, those deer, they just looked miserable. It was like, man, you feel bad for them. They wanted to be shot. Yeah. They were like, yeah, just shoot us. You yeah. Know? I know you got a buck tag. It takes out <laughs> our misery, man. Yeah. So, but no, we, uh, you know, you just got to keep grinding through those, those tough situations. And, uh, Finally, the weather, you know, started getting trending better and better, and we were just wearing some thicker clothes and was able to get around, do some hiking. Ended up abandoning that uh, that other area even, too. You know, we were seeing deer. We were, you know, actually in some mega tall sagebrush, was even, like, kind of standing on the truck in places, like, trying to look and then doing some, you know, 
different, like try to get on top of some peaks and look down into it and stuff. And it just wasn't really turning up what we were after. So dude, but before you go on, so for, if you're out deer hunting, just for curiosity, in your opinion, and you're not seeing deer, does your mind go to cover ground in a vehicle? Yes. Or does your mind go to let's get on foot and see if we can't? Yeah. So I think my opinion, honestly, is like cover ground in a vehicle. Would for, you say the same hunting. thing with elk? Um, gosh, it depends upon the area. Um, what the one thing that like with elk is you can hear a bugle, right? That time of the year when you're hunting them, you usually got some bugling to where you never hear that when you're in the vehicle. So unless you're in like really big open country, then I feel like you're, you got pretty good odds, you know, just covering country and finding animals. You know, I think that anytime you're in big open country, get in a vehicle, cover country and find the animals because it's so big and open. Anyway. Even if you risk spooking them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I really think it's worth, you know, just finding the animals. Obviously you don't want to be driving around at 80 mile an hour in a Raptor, you know, just causing <laughs> chaos, but, yeah. but yeah, you know, just go, go find the animals. You can't hunt them if you can't find them. So if it's big open country, cruise, get them found and then, you know, see if it's something where you're, you know, curious and, and trying to get on. But if you're really hunting like in the woods or up in the mountains, obviously walking's going to be your best bet. Cause you just, you, you you wouldn't even catch a glimpse of them. Maybe they can hide so fast. So if you got a bunch of tree wood area, I would say your best, you know, even deer hunting as well. You just got to do some walking, find some open parks, meadows. And I think it really limits you on the time of the days that you hunt, you know, cause like those animals aren't out in the middle of the day, right. but you can catch them. Like in this case where we were at, we were actually doing a lot of that cruising around in new areas during the middle of the day, just trying to find them bedded. Right. Cause we had nothing else going on. Let's just go try something new. So we were, you know, just doing a lot of glass and a lot of spot scope, binocular action, and uh, just finding new, new, new animals. But if it's really wooded, like you think you're just stuck on the boots, you know, and that's just the way it is. So that makes sense. Um, but you know, we thought, well, shoot, we're covering all this country in vehicles. I want to say it was day, day five, and we. We're like, man, let's uh, let's try something different. Let's maybe just walk in. And there are some areas that were protected. They are their uh, BLM, shoot, what are they called? Like study areas, I guess. And, you know, so there's no roads in there. It's walk-in only. So we, we threw the packs on, the gun in, and off we went. And we trekked up in there one, one so evening. So you can hunt those? Yes, you can hunt those, yep. Those are huntable. They, uh, they're, not, they're not restricted to anything like that. They're just hike only. So if they're... I think it's like in the BLM, there's like lines on Onyx. It's like yellow and then lines through it. And then it means you, you can walk on it. You just can't drive on it essentially. So got into one of those areas. And as we were walking up this, this big hill, we got into some deer and uh, my dad, he, you know, guided for many years, killed a lot of big deer, a few over 200 inches, whatever. And, uh, I was like, he sees these deer up on the hill and we're stopping we're glassing. I'm like, well, what about these deer right here? And they were like 200 yards from us. And he like flicks his binoculars up. And he's like, oh, it's a narrow buck. Don't even bother your time. I'm like, okay. So he's like looking at these deer and I'm like, I ain't seen anything up there that I'm interested in. So I'm like, I don't know. Look at these deer. So I like set up the spot scope and looking I'm like, oh, this deer is a cool little kicker. It like kind of twists. He's got like good brow times. He's pretty tall. I'm like, he's a decent buck, but he's narrow. I'm like, I really think you should look at him. He's like, I ain't wasting my time looking at him. We got to keep moving. And I was like, okay, all right, cool. Let's let's keep going then. He's, I was like, we're going to scare those deer. And he's like, that's fine. We just, we're not interested in them. That's fine. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's cool, whatever. So, you know, you're my guide. Let's go. So we, we take <laughs> on up the hill. 
And, uh, you know, we got into more deer, more deer. You're telling this story like this is going to come back to haunt you or something. (laughs) Absolutely, it does. 100%. Absolutely. Like day five, here's this buck with this kicker. Should have shot it, right? Like should have shot it. But whatever. We move on. Get up on the top of the the big hill. We're, you know, start glassing down. Oh, yep, there's those deer we spooked. They're a little lower, you know, whatever. Oh, there's the other deer. Nothing really interested there. So, okay, let's go to the other side. We pop up on top and we're like, because it was kind of like we were up on top and then you went up another ridge like and got to the very top. So we get up there and the other side of this ridge was private. So we're like, well, maybe, you know, if we can get up there, maybe there'll be some like other deer that are like trafficking to this water whatever. So we get up there and uh, there's a, a pretty nice four by four buck, pretty similar to the one that we'd saw the night before. Not a, not the same buck for sure. This one was just a little bit different fork setup. And uh, just to like a good 170 buck. And I was like, man, I, I mean, I was laid down on a rock thinking about it real hard. And he's like, my dad was like, well, you know, if that's, you know, if you really want to get a deer, maybe you should. And I'm like, well, gosh, I really do want to get a deer, you know, like this. I've waited a lot of time for this hunt. <laughs> so I'm contemplating, contemplating. And I'm like, nah, it's day five. I'm not doing it. Like, So you, ha- you had nine days. Nine days, yep. So I was like, yeah, now day five is just not worth it. So I've waited this long. If I have to shoot a buck on the last day this size, then I'll just like bank on the hope that we can find a 170 buck that day. So stand up, it's starting to get dark. So we start working our way down the hill, end up walking through all those deer again that, you know, it was dark. We couldn't tell, you know, what they were, but you could hear them kind of jumping around and moving. So got down to the truck and uh, I told me, I was like, man, I really hope I don't regret, you know, shooting that 170 buck up there. And he's like, ah, you won't. We'll, we'll find one. We'll find one. So next day, we're like, oh, let's take the ranger. Let's go into a different area. And uh, I had heard of another buck being killed back up that way earlier in the season. He was a pretty nice buck. I was like, eh, probably only one good buck up in there anyway. You know, probably shouldn't believe that way, but I was pretty just down on myself in the hunt. But whatever. So I'm like, yeah, let's go check dude, it out. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt you again. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing, dude. Like, that's what's tough about hunting and, you know, like, I heard Cameron Haynes talking about it on a podcast the other day. Yeah. Like, or no, I watched this a while ago. It wasn't the other day. He was talking about, like, that's what makes hunting so, like, a mental struggle is all these things of, like, like you talked about. I was thinking about when you're talking about weather. So yeah. the way you imagine this hunt that you've been waiting for for 13 years or whatever you said. Yeah. You've been waiting and picturing and seeing this hunt a certain way. Yep. And then everything changes. Absolutely. And it's like, how well can you keep your head? How well can you execute? Because for those of you that haven't been out in a situation like this, snowmobiling is the same way. Yeah. You know, it's like you picture everything happening a certain way. And then when it doesn't go that way, how well can you like regain focus and make the best out of a situation? Because a lot of people, especially out in nature that, are facing adversity, it, it kind of like closes in on them and that like storms yep. freak them out and they, you know, they're getting stuck and that like, then just like you're talking about, should I have taken that buck? Was that a bad idea that I didn't? Yep. What's going to happen? So, so go ahead. But I just think that that's like, it's so overlooked in hunting Oh yeah, because it's not like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yep. the you, adversity. You, you get that adversity in there, and then it, it just you changes. You can't it. control. Yeah, you can't control any of that. Like Mother Nature's gonna do what she wants to do. Yeah, and then like you're mentally already beating yourself up over that, and then something else happens, and you're just like mentally like going downhill. And that that's where I was at at that point. Yeah, and then the know? pressure of waiting 13 years. Exactly. Like, in I a wanted, good unit. You yep. better. Yeah, you want to execute. Exactly, and that's I had just like you said. You know, I had fixated myself on the buck I wanted. I had fixated myself on like even the weather. Like, man, this is gonna be a good, nice hunt. Second season chose this. You know, like great this is gonna be great and then everything just went the other way right yep. and uh so then you know that night after that it's on social media and of course see the the guy that killed the buck there and it was like in the snowstorm and i'm like man why did we go home we went home and he killed this buck in the unit i'm hunting right another now. Like, mu- another screwing exactly just screwing with my mind right and then you start you know hearing the oh it was this huge buck this 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 and i'm like I, my dad was like you just got to put your phone down. Forget about it. We're going to have a good time. We're going to hunt. I was like, you know what? You're right. That buck's gone. He's dead. It's over with. Forget about it. Let's move on and let's go find a different one. So I, I just actually, I even quit even looking at social media completely because that time of the year, you're seeing huge bucks everywhere on social media anyway. It's like, gosh, it's just mind wash you. Yeah. For me, it's like, I don't really care how big it is. <laughs> yeah. I just want something. Right. <laughs> that yeah. first deer that yeah. I saw would have been nice like, does that thing have horns on it? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I think so. All right. <laughs> boom. Four, boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice little scrub antler yeah. buck. You can pick your teeth with yeah. the antler. Yeah. That's my kind nice of buck. Boss. Yeah. It's a good eater buck there <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. So. So yeah, I get uh get back out there that next day. I want to say it was day six. I think it was a Thursday, and uh, get into some other country, run into some more hunters. We're running into a bunch of like cow hunters up there, and uh, this guy we run into him. He's actually hunting this TP t- out of this TP hunt, and or TP tent, and he's driving a Subaru Outback, and we're in the our Ranger, and we're up on this gnarly road. And all of a sudden, we come across this Subaru Outback in this teepee, and we're like, what is going on, right? And this guy, like, <laughs> comes out to talk to us, and he had been hiking, like, up and down this huge peak, and, like, couldn't find elk. And I, we were like, oh, man, we can help you out. Like, we've been seeing elk. We haven't been seeing deer. We've been seeing any big bucks. And he's like, oh, biggest buck of my life. I hate that, Right dude. up over here, right? I hate that. And, you know, it's just doing the guiding intro of units. You just know, like, you just take everything with a grain of salt, like, your biggest buck's different than my biggest buck in my yeah. life, right? So oh, that's for sure. So this guy, we're like, and he's in, you know, not to like offend anybody, but it's like, hey, he's in a Subaru out back. Like, okay, maybe, you know, we'll go check it out. But what are the chances, right? Four by four big buck, though. We're like, all right, yeah, I mean, that's what we're after. So let's go check yeah, it out. Yeah, you pull up on it. It's a four by four bull elk. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, no joke. <laughs> so we, we put him in the direction of some elk. He ended up packing up camp and heading to the other place where we'd send him. And we're like, hey, Here's our number. Like, if you get one down, call us. We'll help you, like, get it out. He, wait, you said he had a cow tag? Cow tag, cow elk, yeah. yep. And there's a ton of different cow hunters, but a lot of them were just kind of being just kind of rude, you know? It's like a competition. They didn't realize that we had a buck Dude, tag. Dude, so how long does it take to get a cow tag in that unit? I want to say it's, like, even a year or two years to get a, a cow tag out in there. Unit in unit 10? In unit 10. Like, same with, like, 10, 2. But a bull's, like, 25? Yeah, yep, exactly. So... But, you yeah, know, I was thinking, why would you waste? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But, you know, meat hunters, you know, it's like there's yeah. a lot of elk, so they can get a cow easily or should be able to get a cow easily, right? This poor guy, he was just hiking in the wrong area, but he was putting the effort in. So we felt bad. So help him out a little bit. I was like, hey, here's a number. If you get some down, call us. We're going to go check out this buck, though. We keep going down the road, get up to where it's at. And uh, we see these two deer, like, kind of, you know, hopping their way from us. We're like, oh, okay. So we get out and look. And yeah, it's a four point, but. 
he wasn't the deer wasn't very big, you know. He uh-huh. probably didn't even go one thirty. So like, well, yeah, that's probably what the deer was. But we were we were gonna plan on hunting back in there that day anyway. So we spent the entire morning down there. Didn't really turn up anything we were after. So we just kind of kept the afternoon cruising. And uh we we were on our way out and we're like, well, let's just cruise back by where we hiked in and see if uh you know those all those deer that we maybe scared off the ridge the night before were in the area again. So we uh get in there, we see some deer, but no, no bucks actually, not at all. And I'm like, huh, I wonder, you know, someone may have got that buck because he was a pretty nice buck, I thought. But someone may have got him. So we uh it's getting dark. I mean, it is dark. And we uh we load the ranger up on the trailer behind the truck and we're in the truck and we start to take off. I'm like, let's just run this way. Um, just to the monument border because Dinosaur National Monument borders right there with Unit 10. And we drive to the monument, and uh, up on the ridge, there's this buck. Nice kicker. Looks good, you know, skyline. And my dad's like, oh, that's that same, that narrow buck. You, you, we're not interested. I'm like, okay, well, let's just look at him real quick because he looks cool. Snap a couple pictures of him. And, uh, man, you know, you're just in that rut. And uh, we get back to camp that night, and I'm like, you know what? We're going to go back there. It's day seven. Tomorrow would be day seven. And if that buck with that sticker is in that area again and not on private, I'm going to shoot him. Like, I'm just like, I like him. I don't care what you think. I like him. I, like him. I said, I don't care what he scores. I just, I like the kicker because it, it, it came out like a normal kicker and then it kind of like twisted. And I was like, I just like him. It's, he's, I'll be happy with him. Like, that is like, I want that buck. I was like, all right, whatever you want. That's fine. That's cool. So, we have good dinner and sleep good on that night. I slept, that's the best night I slept because I knew I had my mind up. You know, like I had that buck yeah. found. I'm going to kill that buck <laughs> tomorrow morning. I'm going to kill that son of a gun. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, so we we sleep good. We get up the next morning. And as you know, like seven days into doing the same thing over and over, up early, up late, you know, we're tired. We're driving that way. We've drove this road the last seven days. Somehow we missed the turn. <laughs> don't know how in the world, you know, we both were just like day sleeping or, you know, not really day sleeping. You have the dark sleeping still. It's like booze cruising, only lacking sleep. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. We yeah. blow by the corner. And I mean, we probably went five, six miles before we were like, this ain't looking right. And then, you know, you kind of come to and like, yeah, this ain't right. Hey, we better- welcome to Utah. Yeah. It's so like, like, what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I pull out Onyx and I'm like, oh shit dad we missed the turn i was like how'd you miss the turn he's like i don't even know you know so we like whip around head back and we had purposely got up 15 minutes earlier that day to make sure we were the only one in at that like walk-in area to get on that buck if he was there well that threw our 15 minutes out the window right it's like sun's coming up we're just finally heading in the right direction well so so you're leaving camp yep pulling the truck with the ranger behind you yep yep so like we got, a ways. Yeah, like about 15 miles because where then, we were camping didn't have anything, you know. Gotcha. So yep. then you pull off, then you walk? or Yeah, you, so we just were taking the ranger with us just be, just in case we were, like, you know, if we would be. Yeah, I mean, whatever we needed it for. So we just always had it with us. Or if there was rough roads, we'd just take the ranger. During the day, we were cruising more in the ranger than the truck just, you know, because you don't have limited fuel out there. So, uh, yeah, we, we got the ranger behind us. We pull up finally get to where the deer was at where we'd saw him the night before and of course you know he's not right where he was at and thank goodness he would be on private so we're like well okay that's cool and we actually drove by where we were going to turn in looked on all the private first to make sure he wasn't on the private we weren't just after a wild goose and uh finally we're like okay cool he's not there like gotta be maybe on the public so 
we turned around, drove in on that two track and, uh, probably went maybe a quarter mile, half mile up on the two track, pick up with the ranger behind us. And, uh, my dad goes, there's a bunch of deer right there. I'm like, okay, cool. So he like puts his binoculars up. He like, that deer's got a sticker on. I'm like, all right, cool. So like me, no hurry. Like I'm trying to stay calm. I'm like, no way this is a buck, right? Like we had seen him up on the hill. Like we're going to have to walk to get this buck. There's no way he's right here. So I get the tripod out, set my spot and scope up. And I go, oh shit, that is the buck. So then like my blood pressure just goes, whew, you know, adrenaline's through the roof. So I go back to the truck, leave the spot and scope up everything. Dad puts the truck park, shuts it off, you know. He's uh, looking. He's like, yeah, he's, he's getting kind of anxious. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, so I'm getting the gun out and, like, walk in front of the truck. And there's a good rock just, I don't know, maybe 100, 100 feet, 150 feet off the, the two track. So i heading over to it. And as I'm walking over to it, I'm going to put one in the chamber. And uh, I go to rack one in and fold, had my bipod out everything, go to put one in. And I mean, I got, I took my 300 wind mag for a deer, you know, whatever. It's a good shooting gun. I knew I was comfortable with it. Great. Thing has never jammed. In my life of this gun, custom built, you know, everything is perfect on it. It is dialed. It jams. I'm like, what is going on? Like, actually, it didn't jam. It wouldn't feed one. Like, it, the bolt would not feed a bullet. Like, it would not suck one. I don't know if I didn't have him in right or what. So I'm like panicking and I like kind of, I, I knew I had some bullets in my pocket. So I grab one out of my pocket. I put one in and I go to push the bolt forward and it feeds one, of course. So then I got two going into it. You can imagine how that's going to work, right? Yeah. Doesn't work. And of course, you know, in the panic, I like ram it in. So then it dents a casing on one of them. And I'm like, well, I don't want to use either one because each one of them could be damaged. Like I don't want that bullet. So I like drop the plate out of the gun. Every bullet hits the ground. The does run off. Thank goodness for the rut. Like, this this buck is stupid. And uh, he's standing there just, like, staring at me, you know, and it's dusk and uh, plenty of shooting light. Everything was good, you know, but it was early in the morning for sure. And I grab one of those bullets off the ground, wipe it off good real quick, put it in there. Of course, I don't have any in the plate then. You know, I think I got the plate shut. And I get laid down on the rock. And my dad's like, you better shoot. You better shoot. You know, he's like panicking to me. Like, even I'm more. trying. Yeah, I'm trying to up. get there. I'm already shaking so damn bad. Like I am the worst shaker in the world anyway. Finally, comfortable, pull the trigger. And by pull the trigger, I mean pull the trigger. I did not squeeze. And mm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I shoot. And my dad goes, where'd he go? I'm like, I don't know. But after like scrambling to get another bullet thinking I got to, you know, get another <laughs> one in him. And he goes, I can't see him. And I'm like, and I can't find him. So we're both panicking, like, where'd he go? We didn't see him run off, anything like that. And so we like, I get one in. I'm just waiting, waiting, like, he might jump up, anything like that. So we give it about, you know, two, three minutes. He doesn't move. Like, we don't see it. Well, we don't see him, for one. And he hadn't jumped up, and we saw him. So we're like, okay, well, let's just take the gun, calmly walk out there. I knew I had ranged him before I shot, so I knew it was like a 150-yard shot, super close. And... So I like I range a bush out there. I know the bush. So we walk out to the bush, and the sagebrush just gets super tall. And I'm like, shit, where's he at? So we actually spent the next 30 minutes trying to find this damn deer. He he was dead, but every thought in your mind runs like, did he run off and we missed him? Like, was there a draw right here and that he snuck in and got away? Like, what did we what did we mess up? 
And then uh, finally, my dad's like, let me walk back there and range you again and make sure we're in the right spot. So he runs back, ranges it, and he's like, no, you got to go further. Man, another 15-foot steps, and there he is, dead, piled up. You know, he just he just dropped. Dirt like, nap. Dirt nap, done. Three, two, and one. Dirt nap. Exactly. Good. And, you know, five-foot sagebrush, couldn't find him, of course. So there he is, got him, great. And uh, we walk up to him. I'm happy as can be. I'm just tickled, right? I mean, that he's got that kicker. That's what I wanted. He's got these extra little, like, um, points off his brow tines. He's got two actually off each brow tine that goes grows forward. Super cool character. Waves in his antlers. The, his front uh, forks, they just come up and they, like, curl up. Super cool buck. I'm ecstatic about it. And, uh, you know, we, we take some pictures and everything, and I'm sitting back looking at him. And I asked my dad, I go, so so what do you think he scores? Like, just, you know, it doesn't matter what he scores, but just what do you think? It doesn't think? matter, but it kind of does. What exactly. Do like, it just kind of does. Yeah. He's like, nah, I'm going to do my dad dirty right now. He goes, ah, maybe 160. And I'm like, okay, cool. I, I'm good with that. Like, you know what? I didn't meet my goal 180, but I'm happy with this deer. Like, I'm mounting this deer. He's hanging up on the wall. I'm just tickled. So, uh, get him, get pictures, get him gutted, everything, you know, get him in the truck and, uh, get him headed to town, go pack up camp. And I keep looking at him going, I just think he's bigger than 160. You know, like I just think he's bigger than 160, but I'm like, no, maybe not. Maybe, you know, I'm just crazy. Like I shot him, like he's cool. Love him. I'm just making him grow. I do that with pictures. We get like bounce our way out the camera road with the trailer and everything. We get to the highway and I like stop him. I'm like, I want to look at him again. <laughs> so I look at him. I'm like, you got a tape measure? He goes, Yeah. So he gets out his soft tape measure out of his pack and we measure one of the back forks. I can't remember what it measured. I want to say it was like 18 or something like that tall. And uh, just the back, you know, back tiny. He was 18 inches tall there. And so I started, like, as we're driving to town, you know, don't do this at home, kids, but my wife tells me every time, <laughs> yeah. I'm on my phone, right? That's what I do. I'm driving on the phone. Watching Netflix, <laughs> doing little calculations on how big the buck is. Exactly. You know, you get a little little size and action going. Like, well, if it's if a buck has an 18-inch back fork, you know, what does it usually score? Some, you know, like a lot of places are saying like 180. And I'm like, no way. But I'm like, I call my dad then when we get to Maybell, and I'm like, I think that buck's bigger than you think. He's like, well, we'll see. We'll put a tape on him when we get home. I'm like, all right, cool. So we get home, and, uh, you know, we've killed a lot of big animals out guiding and everything, and we throw the tape on him, and we, we had him come out to 189 is what we we taped him to. Dang. And uh, so I was like, I mean, we both, it, I mean, it took him back big time, but I was just, like, over the moon excited. Like, yeah, hell yeah, man. Like, that's an awesome deer. You know I mean? He was awesome to begin with, but I was like, that's a big buck. That's a big and, buck. Uh, everybody, like I sent a picture to right away, was like, yeah, that's a big buck. Like, I, I don't know. I think you're a little off at 160. I'm like, all right, well, we'll see. And I'm like, maybe we did some addition wrong or something. So we, we take him down to the taxidermist. That way he can, uh, you know, we, we had uh, got him to the garage, caped him, everything, took the head off, and then uh, actually left it, the hide on the head. And I was going to let the taxidermist do that part just because I figured, you know what? paint him already might as well so <laughs> yeah. that's exactly why so i take it down there to him and i'm like hey you know if you got a minute would you mind taping him real quick so he he just tapes him like super fast and he like pulls him up at 186 right away so i'm like all right i'll take it you know 186 that's that's good with me you know that's that's the number i've been running with you know my unit 10 bucks 186 and that's i'm just dope, more dude. than happy with him and that's you sick. know the adversity the people the time with my dad it's just i mean what an amazing hunt i just Dude, love sweet. it so i mean you hit your goal and you 
it's kind of cool that you thought it wasn't going to be that and it was that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I have never, like, as a guide, as a hunter, I have never actually, like, looked at an animal and been like, that's a 180 buck, right? I'm going to use that as a reference. Walk up to it and not been like, shit, man. I am nervous that I told this hunter that was a 180 buck, right? Like, right. I'm like I think he got small. Like, ground shrinkage, ground shrinkage every time, no matter what. This buck, I, I just kept getting bigger. And, you know, I mean, what better? I, I couldn't be happier with that problem, you know? <laughs> so Just but, keeps getting bigger. I exactly. love it. Exactly. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Shitty might be a 200-inch buck next time I measure him. We'll just see. Yeah. <laughs> no. Why not? No. That's sweet, but, dude. Well, no, that's awesome. Just, good time. Good time. Yeah. So. I mean, it's cool to hear the hunting stories because you can learn, like, people that aren't experienced with hunting can learn from what was going through your head. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, if, if anything, like I'd hope that somebody takes from this, like don't let that adversity, you know, bring you down. Like, I mean, it was miserable and negative 20 and like the floor defrost in the truck quit working. Of course, like, you know, just random stuff, like everything that could be against us was against water was frozen, you know, didn't have any, any water, you know, just random stuff. And you just, you got to push through that stuff. It's just, it's part of hunting and you got to have the fun with it. I think, you know? Yeah, no, So, but that's what makes it like so sweet. You oh know? yeah. If yeah. it was just so easy, then it it's like, oh yeah, that, those are the memories. That's what yeah. you you know. That is the part of the hunt that I remember even to this day. Like I remember those does with the snow on their head, just looking miserable. Like even more than the like trying to shoot the damn thing and falling apart completely. You know. Like, yeah. Even out of all of that, I still remember the the hard times. You know, and the yeah, sweet. And then you get to spend time with your dad. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, learn that's... from your dad. Yep, that's so it was a it was a grand slam. Exactly. It was yeah. a grand slam there, brother. Big yeah. buck and a grand slam. Hell yeah, brother. Well, dude, that's sweet. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap this one up and that, see if that's we, the uh, story of of uh, AJ's ginormous buck. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, you guys that are listening that got you going ready for hunting season, and uh, those of you who are lucky enough to get out to Colorado on a deer hunt. Yeah, chase the big one. Yeah, Go the get the big one. one. It might be a little one when you shoot him, but he'll grow. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so. guys, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll have more content like this pumping out. Uh, we're just getting started, so we appreciate you listening. And uh, thanks, AJ, for talking about that, bro. That's cool. Yeah. Love it. That. Like, cool. subscribe, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one, guys. All right. Peace out. Love you. Later. <laughs>